Welcome to Technado with Don Pizzette. Featuring sysadmin expert, Don Pizzette. Security specialist, Daniel Lowry. And Peter. Hello and welcome to Technado with Don Pizzette. I'm your host, Peter Van Rysdam, and I am joined this week by Don Pizzette. Don, how are you doing? I am doing great. You know, this is normally the part where I make a comment on the uh, the great news articles that we have, which we certainly do, uh, and our guest. But today we're doing something a little extra special, so it should be a fun episode. Should be. Should be. I mean, the extra, Operative work. <laughs> extra special part's not necessarily fun, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> and Daniel, how are you today? Got oh, your Monster you know, Energy drink there? Sponsored by, well, not sponsored. We're going to get a high level of energy from Daniel today. It is dang tasty. Really? I will say. Yeah, it tastes what? just like a, like a crush or... What is the orange? Oh, it's in like an orange yeah. crush. Yeah. It what like what was the crush. one in a Hot Tub Time Machine? It was like Chernobyl. Chernobyl. <laughs> Chernobyl. Yeah. Chernobyl. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Fitting. Uh, well, weird. Fitting. Yeah. All right. Well, today what we're doing is a little bit different, as Don alluded to. We're we're really uh, just going to do the news. Uh, we're going to play a little game. Uh, we've got a special segment a little bit later where we focus in on on how technology is affecting the situation going on in Ukraine. So uh, a lot to get to. So let's just jump right into our first article here, which is from ArsTechnica.com. DisplayPort 2.0 labels specify bandwidth to avoid HDMI 2.1-like confusion. Much like the headline. Yeah. <laughs> confusion. So, this one was a little bit like, like, what the hell is going on? So there was confusion with HDMI 2.1 cables is sure. what we're saying? Yeah. And we were trying to avoid that. So there is a, a just a giant debacle, a Charlie Foxtrot, a... I don't know, whatever acronym you want to use, uh, going on in the world of cabling standards. And it's getting downright difficult to figure out what the heck a port is on your computer these days. And it all started with USB-C. Well, I say it started with USB-C. Other people say it started elsewhere. But uh, with USB-C, where you, you might have a USB-C port on your computer, but you don't necessarily know, does it does it do power? Like, can I plug my charger into it? Does it do video out? Does it support dual video out or just single? Does it do... 4K at 60 hertz or just 4K at 30 hertz. It was like so much mystery and it's all one port. Well, HDMI had the same kind of thing where HDMI 2.0 was a standard for a while. And then when HDMI 2.1 came out as a standard, the lowest end specs of HDMI 2.1 overlapped with the highest end specs of HDMI 2.0. And so cable vendors just went and relabeled all their 2.0 stuff as 2.1. And Technically, they weren't lying, but now you had these cables that didn't support some of the newer features. It's been a nightmare. And so the people who manage the DisplayPort standard are trying to avoid that. And their solution is a little less than graceful. It's stickers. We all like a sticker. My kids love them. Yeah. They they think they're great. Just putting them right there on the old, uh, on the cable. Yeah, so if there's a sticker, um, oh, well, maybe your girls will appreciate that. Well, shoot, I'm trying to think of a Disney princess and Annabelle is what popped in my head, but that's that demon doll, right? So um, <laughs> demon what's doll. the frozen princess lady? That's Elsa. Elsa. There we go. So if there's an Elsa sticker on the cable, then you've <laughs> you likely know. got a UBHR or Ultra or HBR, UHBR, there we go, Ultra High Bitrate Cable, uh, capable of doing 80 gigawatts per second or whatever it is it does this is where the confusion comes from um you know so there's there's ones that do 40 gigabits which would be labeled with a 40 and there's one that do 80 which would be labeled with an 80 so now you'll be able to look at the cable at a glance and know what the cable is seems pretty straightforward or they could not overlap the standards there's that i mean the problem is for most people like myself who would look at 80 and say 
is that the good one? I don't know, you know, unless yeah, I have right. the other cable next to it and I don't know the spec. I'm like, well, this this one's an 80. Well, just I'm going to go get in. myself 100 and see what I, you know. If yeah, it works, that I'm exist. happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the old solution was anytime they came up with a new standard, they changed the interface. But oh, right. you don't want to change the interface just for the sake of changing the interface. But one thing this doesn't fix is, you know, they'll put a sticker on the cable. That's great. They don't put a sticker on the port. Mm. So oh, if I right. look at the back of a computer and I see I a display port. Which one it is. Right. So yes. it, it's not a perfect solution, but it's it's getting there, I guess. So, do I mean, you would think that they would try to make the new cables backward compatible with all the other standards that that connector supports. Mm -hmm. Do they do that? Oh, they're backwards compatible. So yep. if I have the newest one, I'm good. If you have the newest cable, right. yes. Cable, yeah. right. Yep. I should be able to plug in whatever the hell I feel like doing. Correct. And it gives me whatever. If your cable is newer than your port, you're fine. But if it's the other way around, you, you might, might not be. Issues. But yeah. you know who handled this really gracefully, though? Uh, USB 3. Remember when USB 3 came oh, out? Yeah. yeah. And they made the inside of the cables blue. blue. Yep. It was super easy to recognize that if you saw blue. blue and good. Yeah, yeah, you just had yeah. to bite the cable and look on the inside. <laughs> yeah, the and oh, you mean the end, the yeah. tip. Yeah, yeah. the little okay. plastic cable. Plastic 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 <laughs> I was like, I, well, it's, yeah, this one's, oh, crap, now I ruined this cable, too. <laughs> Which, you know, DisplayPort and HDMI don't have the plastic tab inside of them, but you can yeah. still make them a color on the inside yeah. or even on the outside. Yeah, or, or it could be, you know, a gold-plated tip or versus a silver or something like that. Yeah. Right. So if the inside of the connector had some sort of marking, you would know. Right. It is the standard. Or even on the outside, I don't know. But if, if it was something simple like that, you've got at least eight standard colors that people recognize, right? What's the rainbow oh, colors, right? right? The, so you just go with those. That gets you eight standards. Bam. And you're good to go. And there are ones that I believe like work with color blindness well, that you can still have enough differential. Uh, that cuts our colors down. Well, what, what, yeah. what led up to the these kind of like confusing issues? Like why does this occur? Progress. Uh, so two things. So one, it's, it's a little bit of laziness, right? Like they don't want to redesign the ports. But the second yeah. thing is uh, there's actually e-waste laws that are coming into play okay. where like the, the European Union is saying you need to stick with an interface. We covered that, didn't we? We talked about yeah. this before. Yeah, we did. Apple's yes. lightning. Yes. Yep. Yeah, because they so, had okay, to switch I, to I the... I think that's probably a valid argument. It's like, hey, I don't want a, a drawer, which I already have, a drawer full of <laughs> a thousand different cables. All of them do different things. I just want to keep... The same yeah. type of yeah. cable. Which Nokia phone does this charge? <laughs> well, you know, I, I love HDMI cables. I've got a bunch in my drawer that say HDMI with high-speed internet. Yeah. Or high-speed ethernet, or right. some actually say internet. Uh, nice. I have never found a device that used it's ethernet HDMI. over the HDMI cable, but, no. but yeah. it's part of the standard. Well, Interesting. God bless them. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess. All right, so... Don't uh, peel those stickers off right when you get the cable. Yeah. Oh, crap. That's I didn't even important. think about that. Yeah. Somebody peels a sticker off, the whole thing goes out the window. Yeah. Who put this crap on my cable? <laughs> I mean, yeah, because sometimes you have those little tag kind of yeah. stickers that you're like, oh, I'll rip this off, rip this off. Although I, I remember when USB 2 came out and they said, well, what we'll do is we'll put SS on the cable for super speed. No. But when I heard SS, the first thing I thought was, you know, Not that. Gestapo, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. yeah. But but they did. Damn sure for years there was an SS written on those cables because it supported USB 2.0. It's a we'll blitzkrieg see. of data. <laughs> so you could have thought, thought Chevrolet they had the yeah. super sports. Yeah, they ruined uh, that the too. Camaro, like I'm surprised actually that that went out in the, what, 50s? Or What's 60s? That? The, oh, the, the that they were sport. like SS works. That would have been the 60s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we're they have SS until because those guys working there were probably over there in France. Yeah, <laughs> so. it would have been like 60. It would have been late 60s actually. Huh. Maybe they had thought maybe know, enough time maybe had passed. Yeah. yeah, enough time has passed. It's not like they were sticking lightning bolts on the side of it. <laughs> no. 
I, you know, I guess there does come a time where it becomes okay, right? Like Hogan's yeah. Heroes was you, you, on TV. You got to take it back at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to make yeah. jokes. Yeah, Harry Potter, they're like, we, we will put to... a lightning bolt on his head. <laughs> Just the one, though. <laughs> Just the one. Just the one. All right, uh, let's move on to our next article. It comes to us from windowscentral.com. Microsoft clears up confusion about OneDrive files on Mac OS. No, they didn't. It's now easier to tell if your files are stored locally or just in the cloud on OneDrive. So a lot of confusion getting cleared up today. First, we have cables <laughs> yeah. and stickers. It's all about it. Is this sticker-based as well? Are there stickers now on your files? It's icons, not stickers, okay, but yeah. similar. So, stickers. Uh, Same idea. We talked about the OneDrive client uh, a couple of weeks ago, right? Because with some of the changes in macOS Monterey, they broke a lot of, of the dynamic syncing yeah. clients like OneDrive. Uh, Microsoft rolled out an update, and they've actually got in beta a fully native M1 version of the OneDrive client that's going to launch any day now. Uh, but one thing they rolled out that created some confusion was the little icon that identifies whether a file is in the cloud or downloaded for local use, right? Uh, with a dynamic client, if a file is in the cloud, it shows up, and when you click on it, it downloads it at that time, so it doesn't eat up all your hard drive space. Kind of a nice feature to have. Well, if the icon was a little picture of a cloud, that meant it was up in the cloud and it wasn't downloaded. But if it was a cloud with a down arrow on it, that meant that it was downloaded locally. Now, I can see where the designers might have thought of that. But when I look at the cloud and I see a down arrow, that makes me think, oh, I need to download this. Yeah, it's oh. telling me this is the button to click to download. Right. Uh, versus the old model where it was like a gray circle if it was in the cloud or a green check mark if it was downloaded. Like green to me meant right. it was it's local. good, yeah. So, uh, so they've corrected that. They've bumped off the... Uh, the little icon for the uh, the down arrow, they've removed that, and so now you've got the two colored clouds. Oh, so it's, it's two lightning bolts coming out of the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> and it asks you for your papers. And yeah. that, <laughs> <laughs> that very well could happen one day. Uh, but, you know, so they, they are changing it. Now, I'm, I'm looking at mine right now. On mine, I am running the, the latest full release client, and I still have the cloud with a down arrow on mine. But uh, the new icon is coming soon, and there's actually a... Uh, another little like a gray check mark beside it if you got it set to always be available locally. Mm. So those changes are, are coming down the line. We'll see them roll out soon. But you said something about M1. Is that is that only for Macs with the M1 chip? Uh, so the the native client, yeah. So there there's already an Intel client. So that's what's running on all the Macs right now. Okay. Even even the M1s run the Intel client. Uh, they run it in compatibility mode, and then the native M1 client will replace that. Yeah. See, I would you have just made a little cloud icon to let you know it's in the cloud. But and maybe a disk icon if it was on your disk. Yeah. Hey, a that's disc. a novel idea. I like how we worked on that for all of like 12 seconds. <laughs> Kids these days don't know idea. what a disk is, though. <laughs> we did the charge Apple millions. You know, actually, there was a study on this because uh, a comment came up about the icons we have on our phones don't make sense anymore, mm -hmm. right? Like the hang-up is a red handset. Oh, right. We don't use right? those anymore. And nobody uses a handset anymore, yeah. right? And so they're saying, hey, kids these days don't know handset. Or when you save a file, it's a picture of a floppy disk. Nobody uses a floppy disk yeah, anymore. It's just the save icon. I would like to do. I would like to see the results of that study because I would argue, I would think most kids do know what a handset is. But they don't know what the origin of, no, of like the disk. No, but they don't need to. They yeah, just need the to know what that means. Yeah. So that they, they found that people do know the symbol, right? right? And and if you think about when we were kids, like on your tape recorder, yeah. I'm sure you had one, oh, uh, yeah. the play button was a triangle and mm -hmm. the record button was a red circle. Well, yeah. What does a red circle have to do with anything? Yeah. I don't know. But Good we question. knew that meant record, right? right. So it, They it, had to come up with something. So right? it's okay for us yeah. to have archaic icons. That's right. As long as, <laughs> as long as everybody understands what they mean. Yeah. Who the hell cares? Cave drawings originally were. Yeah. That's what they had. Just a giant playbook. Og one play. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I run past cave real fast. Yeah, in, in front of the light. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of fascinating if you start thinking about the symbols that you see that you, you don't even realize you associate with things. Like if I'm on a website, the little bookmark symbol for bookmarking a web page, oh, right? right? It, it's a cloth bookmark. It's like a ribbon. Yeah. yeah. Which, again, nobody uses anymore, right. but we all know it. Uh, or a star to favorite something. Yeah. Like what does a star have to do with favorites? But, but it's a star. We know. Yeah. Right. It's a star or a heart. Favorite. Right. See. Heart favorite, yeah. yeah. That makes more sense, I think. It's Patrick from SpongeBob, I think, is what the star was. You know, <laughs> SpongeBob has come up so many times for me in the last week, and I've never watched an episode of SpongeBob. So, neither have I. Uh, Even my, with your kids? My kids turned on the TV the other day, and they put something on, like, what is this? And then I was like, is this SpongeBob? And they're like, I think it is, because my kids don't watch SpongeBob. Nice. But they put it on. They saw it, and they put it on, because they'd heard of it. And I'm like... Okay. It's a, it's a cartoon, right? It's, so it's a, like cartoon. a cartoon. Yeah. After it's over, we'll watch Archer. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> Follow that up with some Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah. kids love it. Yeah. Back when I used to watch it, it was Sponge so. Robert. Back. Sponge Robert. That's how old. And then the oh, yeah. MTV version of Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do not. Wait, were there different versions? Oh, yeah. That was terrible. Yeah. What was the other version? The, Nickelodeon. Was on Nickelodeon. Yeah. That's oh, where they. That's where they became popular. And then it got like it got canceled off Nickelodeon, and it got picked up by MTV, right? Yeah, something like that. And then it went different. <laughs> it definitely went <laughs> yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, Log took on a whole new yeah. connotation. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our next article comes to us from Pharonix.com. Linux's Riser FS plan is to deprecate it, remove the file system in 2025. Did I say that right? Riser FS. Yeah. Yep. Riser okay. FS. What, what is that? Uh, so it Paul is a. That's what I thought. System. I was like, I am mad about this plan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's uh, he's working for the company, yeah. and uh, a lot of people are going, "Who the hell is Paul Reiser?" <laughs> yeah, our director amongst them. Yeah, he was in Aliens. Right? He was like, in Aliens. That's right. <laughs> aliens fame. That's what I think of when I think of Paul yeah. Reiser. Was he Three Men and a Baby? No, he no, was that's Steve Gutenberg. Uh, my two dads. Right? No, was he in that? No, he was in Who was Mad that? About You. He wasn't. Was he? Was he one of the two dads? He might have been. I want to say he was. (laughs) No, but you know what? He wasn't. He wasn't the guy who created RiserFS. That was a totally different (laughs) guy. That's called false Uh, information. Good point. Good point. RiserFS was a a file system that came out in the 1990s. That was one of the first journaling file systems for Linux. It was a big deal at the time, and it. uh, you know, brought that feature in. A lot of people started to adopt that it was developing pretty quickly. It had some neat features that were unique to it. Uh, it stored small files really well. It did a lot of really good Linux type things. But it had a, a bit of a problem, which was the, the active production support for it. Other companies like Oracle had their own file systems they were developing. And so RiserFS was kind of always on the fringe. Um, the guy who founded it, or, you know, the Riser, Paul. I can't remember his first name, it wasn't Paul. Um, <laughs> He, uh, he he kind of murdered his wife. Oh, and he kind so of he, murdered. He went to jail. Yeah. He fell down the stairs and shot his wife in the face. And ever since then, the file system's been a bit, like, it, just people haven't really known whether it was going to stick around or not. But here we are in 2022. It's still supported in the mainline Linux kernel. Uh, they've finally made the decision that they're going to be dropping mainline support for it in 2025, so over the next couple of years. So if you're one of those people that still uses RiserFS, because it is used a few hmm. places, uh, now's the time to start working on that migration plan. And there's plenty of new options that are, are typically better. See, I thought you were going to go, 
now's the time to start the revolution and bring it back. <laughs> Don't let it die. Well, you could if, if, if somebody actively maintained it, right? right. But you, everybody just got to drum up enough, you know, goodwill toward it. Yep. And it won't it won't go the way of the dodo. But you've got XFS, EXT4, Garbage. BTRFS, ZFS, like they're all Total actively junk. supported. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Matt, uh, sorry, my two dads was Paul Reiser, hey. Greg Evigan, and Stacy Keenan, and, and whoever yep. played the the judge who was like, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, like put them together. Uh, Florence Stanley played Judge Margaret W. Wilbur. That was, a, that was a fun show. It was a fun show. I liked that show. Yeah. yeah. You didn't like it? I remember the show. I didn't yeah. watch it. No? Uh, it was TV, yeah. so I remember yeah. it with like perfect recollection. It raised <laughs> me. Yeah. It, it raised Did it come better. on after the Vicky the Robot show? Uh, what was that called? Little Wonder? Uh, small, small Wonder. Small oh, Wonder. Yeah. Small oh. Wonder. Yeah. Okay. She's a small wonder. <laughs> <laughs> That's my nickname in high school. Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, our next article is about something that didn't go well, as always. So wow. it is dough. Dough. I noticed last week that Daniel always mouths along. I do. I, I hadn't realized that until I watched a little bit for some He's reason. He's like, Daniel is singing the song. <laughs> yeah. When I think Julie Andrews, I think Daniel. That's right. Yep. Uh, it's all right. weird in my brain. <laughs> This one is from Tom's Hardware. Microsoft confirms Windows wiping tool leaves users' data on disk. Oh, and there's an update. So are we wiping wrong, Don? <laughs> so the, <laughs> front to back, right? <laughs> so the update is that it's absolutely true. Turns out, well, well, let's back up a little bit. Microsoft really doesn't want you to format your hard drive and reinstall Windows. They're trying to make it easier. Like if you want to give your laptop to a family member or sell it on eBay, if you want to get a fresh start on Windows and just kind of reset it, there's the Windows reset option where it will roll back any changes you've made to the system and give you a nice, clean Windows install. You didn't throw the air. It'll roll back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, huh. it turns out... <laughs> exactly. Even if you have BitLocker turned on and you're drive encrypted, if you do the Windows reset feature and roll it back to a clean install, it will take not all, but some of your data that's been stored and it will put it in a folder on the hard drive titled windows.old. And as part of the reset process, it turns off BitLocker. So that means it's unencrypted on the disk. So... If you have used the Windows reset feature for yourself, that's not a big deal, right? I, I just wanted a fresh and clean install. I got that. But some of my personal data is still tucked away in this other folder. I just delete Windows.old and problem solved, right? So I should just start buying a bunch of old laptops on eBay and looking for Windows.old files. Fact. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so if you've sold your laptop on eBay and you use the Windows reset feature, well, it turns out you can't trust it for crap. Well, there you go. <laughs> Good news is, is I'm sure no one's reusing those passwords for any other thing. Yeah. 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 So. But it, it could be certain things. And, and I, I've heard different stories about what's get, what gets left behind. Mm. Uh, it could be things like your, your uh, web browser's favorites. Uh, can actually become a part of that depending on where they're stored. Uh, there's certain programs where like the registry will become a part of it. So who knows what's stored in there? Yeah. Potentially API keys. Yep. Like you could be leaking some serious data here. And mm. unfortunately, because this is usually a tool people use before they get rid of a device, it means now you don't have a chance to correct it uh, if you've already gotten rid of that so device. So what's, what's the big hairy deal about formatting your drive? Why do they not want you to format it? Well, so they don't, you know, they don't give you a DVD or a USB key anymore. So you yeah. have to make installation media to do it. Oh, uh, so uh, you know, one thing I will give Apple props to, 
there's that whole command R business yep. and it downloads everything from the internet. Well, and, and part of this stems from the Windows activation process, right? So when you do the reset and, and roll it back like that, it doesn't have to reactivate. The system stays activated, your license with Microsoft. But if you format and reinstall, it's got to reach back out to the internet and reactivate unless your motherboard supports having that identity registered with it. I so, feel like, why is that a problem, though? Like, why can't just, just, I mean, I assume you're registered with Apple when you buy their product and you, you start to use it. It says, hey, this is a legitimate copy. A user is using it. Like, are, are you, know, are you registered doesn't. with Apple or not? I no, no. Mac OS does not check for any kind of validation. It actually Who only does, does the, the most cursory check for supported hardware. Yeah, you never see the, I mean, on Windows, you used to always see that this is not yeah. a registered copy. But you would or, think I mean, that, only you, you would, yeah. were, that they could run that. that kind of infrastructure, <laughs> though, to be able to register. Like, I bought a Windows device. When I log in, it registers with the server. The server knows that's my copy. This is the hardware that goes along with that. And you're good. If I have to reformat, it goes, oh, does that TPM or whatever it is that they yeah. use, does that fit? If it does, here's your downloaded copy. Go ahead, get installed. Well, so there, there's a few challenges here. So one is now that we're getting these free upgrades, right? So yeah. the Windows 10 upgrade was free, and then the Windows 11 upgrade was free. That now if you format and install Windows 11, but your license was upgraded from 7 to 10 to 11, like apparently they don't do a good job of tracking that progress. Well, that's their problem. <laughs> and it, their their argument, the reason they don't do the Apple way is Apple makes their money on the hardware, right. not on the software. Not the software right. Microsoft only makes money That's on the true. software, I guess, unless you buy an Xbox. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, or a Surface. Or Surface. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Surface. Yeah, that's right. They make and it's pretty popular. And the services they have, their license is is stored on the motherboard. Yeah. If you buy like a modern Lenovo or uh, Dell or whatever, usually the activation key and all it that is, is stored on the, on the motherboard. Yeah. yeah. Or that old Microsoft phone we were talking about the other day. The key or... Oh, the, oh the, was it Kuo or... The, well, I don't remember. Yeah, we couldn't the remember Kudzu. it then either. Yeah. Yeah, like, it looked like some Blackberry mutated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, flipped out, yeah. Yep, so... Weird. Anyway. So anyhow, uh, key lesson here is if you're going to be getting rid of your computer, do not trust the built-in vendor tools. You just don't know if it's going to actually erase your data. Uh, so, you remember when you know we used to buy Windows operating systems and, or you bought a new laptop and it came with installation media? Mm -hmm. uh, we could make a, uh, a tidy sum just making installation media for people to be able to wipe their you know, devices and do. You would think so, but uh, Microsoft sued and, and like shut down a company that was selling installation media. Really? Uh, because it, it's still considered uh, like copyright license material or whatever. Even if you get like uh, the ISO from their website? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there was a... What do they... Uh, so let me get this straight. They are upset that we are helping their operating system proliferate. Fact. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> Good to go. Good to go. All right. Moral of the story is Back to Linux. <laughs> moral of the story is double check your wiping because you might not be getting it all. That's right. Um, <laughs> now, by the way, I, I've just that that's the whole new just thinking, April Fools. I'm thinking Cardi B right now. Oh yeah, it's a whole new <laughs> April Fools direction that I'm thinking of now of of a course about you know making sure you're you're wiping everything because you might have missed a spot. Oh, that's, that's right. That's fact. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes data just hangs yeah. on there. Oh so you have, to, you have to make like a wiping expert certification now. That's fantastic. Yes. Well, yes. Peter right. is just sitting there. Taking crazy. notes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At this moment. All right. Well, let's see what we've got next. Oh, uh, it looks as though someone was pwned. Uh, so let's hmm. find out whom... Oh, I'm on the wrong screen there. That's why I couldn't find the, <laughs> the intro. Uh, let's find out whom was pwned. Uh, in this week's Who Got Pwned. 
Looks like you're about to get pwned. Fatality. Yeah! I like this because this is like a, a pwn, and then they play the Uno reverse card, <laughs> and the pwn went back. Uh, so NVIDIA allegedly hacked its hackers, stole its data back. A hacking group, Lapsus, uh, claims to still have a copy of the data, but doesn't matter because NVIDIA has it too. So, uh, so basically, they were hacked. Yes. And then they did the I'm rubber, your glue. <laughs> and, and hacked back. That's so right. Every hack that bounces off me and sticks to you. Yeah. Do we know yet how they were hacked and, and yeah, how so, they were able to get back? So apparently the uh, uh, the attackers were able to compromise. You know, they, they were able to get into a poorly secured system on NVIDIA's network. Uh, and once they got in, they they lifted about a terabyte of data from NVIDIA's servers, which That's contained uh, employee information, technical designs, all sorts of data. Mm -hmm. NVIDIA still doesn't actually know all the data that they have. Uh, the attackers notified NVIDIA, you know, via, via Instagram or money. whatever they use. And, <laughs> yeah, but well, they didn't specifically ask for money. It was very odd. It was a weird kind of thing. What was uh, the purpose of hacking them then? Well, so the shiz and grizz. We just kind of have to guess right now, but uh, but they think that they were working up to that. But maybe the data wasn't sensitive enough. Gotcha. And so we we don't really know what we'll find out. Uh, but NVIDIA didn't. Didn't raise to the, rise to the bait, uh, but the attackers they were using a virtual machine to get in, and they had registered the virtual machine with NVIDIA's mobile device management platform or MDM. Hmm. Well, the security professionals that work for NVIDIA found that, and because it's an MDM, they now effectively had control of the virtual machine back at the hackers' headquarters, and they were able to use that to gain access to the attackers' network. So they found their own data and encrypted it. And left a message for the attackers, you nice. know, letting them know, like, we've encrypted this data and, and whatever. Um, well, the attackers, they say, well, we've still got copies of the data. And they've started disclosing some of it. So they released some uh, employee information on the, the web. I believe it was yesterday uh, to earlier this week. And they have threatened to release some more. They've also threatened to write a Bitcoin mining limit remover, right? And NVIDIA started yes. limiting that so that regular people mm. could get video cards again. So they're threatening to write a remover for that. But uh, so far, you know, Lapsus was not a big name on the hacking scene. So I think that they may not be like one of the higher level hacking right. teams. So I don't know what they're actually capable of. Uh, they may have just gotten lucky in this case. Yeah, it does sound like it. Like, well, I mean, sometimes a lot of it is like if, if they were targeting NVIDIA, you know, that's a that's a more of a feather in their cap that they actually found yeah. something yeah. and were able to exploit it. So, uh, but this was a prime prime like opportunity for NVIDIA to have written them a note that says, "Mess with the best, and die like the rest," <laughs> and they missed it. They I'm, did. I'm, well, so here's the question, and and forget the international implications of this uh, first, but but let's say Daniel, you break into my house and you you steal my TV. What is it, Thursday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if I then see my TV through the window and break into your house, yeah, I've still committed a crime. Correct. And and I I know obviously we're we're talking about you said South America, John. Yeah. So you know that there, there's international law involved and all that, but didn't Nvidia do the wrong thing here? I don't. I don't know that we know that they're in South America. They had. They had, they hacked, had hacked something uh, in Brazil. Yeah. Mm, okay. I don't know so, that we know where they are. I don't are. know where. Uh, well, but regardless, does it say that they're there? according to TechSpot, they they say it is a South American hacker group. So yeah, so somewhere this down is, there. But this is vigilante justice. I mean, is this well, not correct. what you're supposed to do? So here's here's the argument against it in this case. It was very specific. 
the attackers had registered that virtual machine with the MDM platform at NVIDIA. And so a part of that is saying, yes, I'm allowing my mm -hmm. device to be managed by your MDM. Okay. And so in that case, you could say NVIDIA didn't actually hack them. NVIDIA just said, hey, we're going to encrypt this data because it needs to be secure. And so yeah. it, it so was the hackers like, didn't read the T's and yeah, C's. It was the, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. That yeah. should be in well, all of NVIDIA's terms and conditions. I would be interested, Don. What, what is your take on the idea of uh, hacking back? What do you think about that? Well, uh, so I, I feel like it should be allowed, right? So there, there's that. But it's you know there's there's kind of a some gray area in there. There is and and a measured response. Like how do you measure what you're allowed to do back in return, right? So hasn't there been cases that have talked about how like as long as you only went after the data that was yours and like let let's say I hacked back into somebody because they stole my data and I encrypted that data but I did nothing else since technically that stuff is mine I've done no damage but yeah, yeah then there's the nuanced semantic arguments against well that network wasn't yours to access so there's a law broken yeah you broke and entering and before you, you took creating, the stolen goods yeah, yeah. And now you're creating this whole like lawless society where it's the wild west if you hack me i hack you back and you know everybody's just attacking each other and it kind of dissolves i mean I, I think there's probably some validity to that but i get the idea that if you hack me i really want to hack you back asshole <laughs> right, right like you say talking about yeah. if you see my your tv hanging on my wall it's kind of the idea like if you rob a drug dealer what are they gonna do call the cops <laughs> right go hey you stole my drugs or i mean uh not drugs yeah but like, like if for people that have their bike stolen and then they see it on craigslist and and scheduled to meet up with the guy to buy it i mean you're supposed so to call the cops then stealing it though you're just taking possession of your own that's goods. true because I guess yeah. you're not going into the person's home. Right. As soon as they hand it over to you and you, right? If I didn't kick your door in to go in and take it, yeah, you can't. I've committed zero. You crimes. can't steal what isn't someone else's. Right. Is well, and, and running with that same analogy though, like the type of person that's going to steal your bike yeah. is probably not the type of person that's going to willingly give it back. Right. Right. So if if you're going to hack back, like you got to be ready. Right. For yeah. repercussions. Yeah. 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 Level two. Reprisals. Yeah. So it, yeah, because they're not playing by those same right. rules that you are. Where or they're already like beyond following the rules anyway. Yeah. So exactly. Because you're saying, yeah, Nvidia might go in and say, well, we're only going to encrypt our stuff now. Yeah. Well, they could have gone in and encrypted other stuff once they had access. Right. But now the reprisal is going to be right. up another level. So you're right. Yeah. Do you think they are reasonable people? <laughs> that's a that's a judgment. They might just say, say yeah. "Well played." Yeah. Shake Nvidia's hand and move yeah, on. That's true. That's true. We you don't know. know. There's honor among thieves. No. I'm told. No, no is no, that not right? All right. Well, we want to talk about Ukraine. A lot going on oh. there, and a lot going on uh, from a technology perspective in that and we also then want to play a little game to to end things on a on a lighter note again so we don't just leave you all depressed uh, <laughs> like everything else but we're going to take a quick break and come back and do that right after this on technated with tom Pizzette. welcome to it pro tv an e-learning company with thousands of hours of engaging video training for it teams with fresh training courses added daily what makes IT Pro TV stand out? It all starts with our edutainers, who create better than classroom experiences for training your team will look forward to watching. So an edutainer is someone who takes a topic, an, an educational topic, and makes it more fun, enjoyable. My vision for IT Pro TV was to make the product that I wish I had when I got started. The dashboard is great because you can actually pick up right where you left off. You can also end up seeing new courses that are available to you, and with a membership, you have access to a variety of study tools. 
You can follow along with virtual labs and test your skills with practice tests. IT leaders can also take advantage of the Pro Portal to help their team grow. The IT Pro TV Pro Portal gives leaders the power to manage their investment in IT training. They can assign seats and courses and check in on progress to ensure their outcomes are being met. And unlike traditional training, you aren't handcuffed to your desk. Sure, you can watch from there or from your couch with Apple TV and Roku apps or from anywhere using mobile apps. The training is even available for download. If you're ready for your team to watch and learn, check out the flexible plan choices online and request a live demo for your business today at www.itpro.tv. All right, welcome back to TechNado with Don Pizzette. And as we mentioned, uh, the, the big story going on outside of the tech world this week is definitely uh, the uh, conflict in Ukraine, Russia and uh, Ukraine and EU and NATO and all the craziness. And we're not going to get into that because there's enough going on uh, with people talking about that that know what they're talking about. But we know the technology <laughs> side. And there's a lot going on on the technology side with this because we predicted or we had an article a few weeks back that was saying, be ready for, uh, you know, the, the cyber warfare cyber that's going to come yeah. and, and the warnings that, that the U.S. put out to different companies. But uh, are we seeing that done? Is that or is it really more focused to uh, Ukraine and, and, and Russia right now? So it's, it's a lot different than we expected. So uh, there was one general who said that you could expect Russia to do the cyber equivalent of shock and awe mm. against Ukraine, right? When when we had, uh, it wasn't, was it Desert Shield when we did shock and awe? Desert Storm, I think, Desert Storm, first. Yeah, because that, that was the first one. Sense. Yep. Yeah. Uh, where like we just dropped an ungodly amount of ordnance. Or shock on, and awe was the second Gulf War. I thought it was the second Gulf yeah. War. Which wasn't in the other Desert that, Storm. Desert that was, uh, yeah, after 9-11. Yeah. I okay. That was w. Yeah, so either, w. either way, it uh, <laughs> yeah, was an effective strategy yeah, that no. worked, right? And so they were saying we were going to have the cyber warfare equivalent of that and that we could expect the Internet and other systems to go down in Ukraine. Uh, that didn't happen. So there, there have been some denial of service attacks. There has been some other things flowing across the network. Uh, Cloudflare released a statement, and they were saying that it was a moderate amount of data. So, you know, they, they've dealt with far greater in the past. So we really haven't seen that cyber warfare piece, although we are starting to see a little bit of it in reverse. So a lot of activists have started getting involved. And the, and the one that's probably the, the biggest right now is the anonymous group. Uh, anonymous, who in the past had plagued all sorts of weird things. <laughs> it's, it's hard to nail down what their platform well, it's is. because they're, they're disparate well, it's a disjointed, people. Right? Yeah. 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 Is there gonna, a You're going to get these... You know, random attacks based off of whoever decides to lead a charge. Yeah, and anyone month, can say they're anonymous. Yeah, one month it's like stop blood diamonds in Africa, and the next month it's Ticketmaster. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like all over the place. I mean, yeah. those are kind of equal bad. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever paid those fees? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, like blood diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, uh, anonymous has declared open war on. The Russian government, the Russian state. Hmm. So uh, they are now attacking, and you're actually seeing a lot of Russian media sites and, and other places are, are going offline or starting to display messages that are pro-Ukraine, uh, Ukrainian support messages uh, that are popping up. It's kind of interesting to see that as as somebody standing on the sidelines. It's interesting to see yeah. it. It'd probably be really frustrating to be on either side. I would assume so. But that's kind of interesting that they, you know, like you said, they you get this weird ally that comes to your aid to say, oh, we're going after these people that are coming after you in the only way we know how, which is hit them in the in, in the internets. Yeah. yeah. And they're changing TV channels and stuff like that. And, and just, that's probably doing more than, than 
you know, sanctions <laughs> like in a, to, to the general right because the sanctions they, we have we have talked about using sanctions that were cyber warfare type yeah. of sanctions, but I don't think we've. But the sanctions hit, hitting the oligarchs and and you know the the, the people in power, not necessarily right. the general citizen who's like, oh, my ATM doesn't work anymore yeah. because. And I I saw that a bunch of Russian citizens are protesting. Yeah. The war at their own peril as well. Yeah, they'll so, they'll be in jail. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you do have to wonder about how effective this is, though, and, and think about it in terms of yourself, right? Yeah. So, so let's say that the cyber warfare was targeted in the United States, and they took the IRS website offline. <laughs> right. Right? Or yeah. the Department of Education website went offline. We're like, kind of going, hey, yeah, nice. Good job, guys. <laughs> I mean, they did it. Great. Yeah. Right? Or, <laughs> well, that was louder than I thought. And we could blame not paying your taxes on cyber yeah. warfare. So I, I don't I don't think these are effective tactics. Yeah. I, I think it's just kind of like a, just a, a nuisance. throw whatever against the wall and see what sticks kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. But it does show how this is kind of a new stage of warfare that anyone on the planet can like actively get involved, uh, affecting whichever side. Because I'm sure there there's, obviously in the U.S. media, we just see the people that support Ukraine. But there's probably right. people out there that support oh, yeah. oh, Russia, yeah. Most right? Most likely, and yeah. So they're, they're doing a, a similar campaign. Uh, there's other things that we've seen that are really cool in technology. Um, like a lot of big business getting involved, like big U.S. companies that are doing what they can. They are, and, and some of that's really weird. Uh, the, the CEO of Namecheap, so Namecheap is a DNS registrar. Okay. Uh, he made a posting, uh, it was an email actually, that went out to all of his customers. I saw it on, on Hacker News where somebody posted the email, uh, where he basically said, look, if you have a Russian address, we are no longer doing business with Russians. Uh, you need to move your domains elsewhere by March 6th. So a .ru, we're saying? Uh, no, just any domain. So like if you're a Russian citizen and you bought a .com domain oh. from Namecheap, you got to move to another, like they're not going to mm. support you. Wow. Uh, a lot of people said, uh, you know, we're kind of accusing the CEO of just virtue signaling. Like, well, what does that really do? Now right. you're making the common person have to move their domains. Yeah. And they don't maybe necessarily even agree with what's happening and how they're feeling the brunt of it just because they happen to live in Russia. But it turns out the Namecheap has like a thousand employees in Ukraine. Oh, really? So it's a little bit personal gotcha. to them. Yeah. And gotcha. so it totally makes sense. Oh, that uh, makes sense. But, you know, uh, some of the bigger, like, gas companies, like, I don't know all the politics yeah, behind BP that pulling, pulling out. out of some stuff. But yeah. on the technology side, stuff like, you know, DNS registrars, that's a big deal. That's a big and, deal. Uh, well, and yeah. Google was, was one that we were talking about that they're turning off services. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that's really interesting because there's things we use every single day that we don't think about the warfare capabilities of. And Google Maps is one of those, right? So Google Maps has live traffic reporting. So you can see where, where, where convoys are are, where large amounts of people are, which can be used as military data. And so Google has actually cut that service off in the Ukraine right now. Uh, not That's not them necessarily taking a political stance one way or another, but... Right. Just, we don't want to be a part of anybody's war. Yeah. Right. So... Yeah, because they're trying to get luck, off fellas. for Ukrainians and Russians. Yeah. 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 Which... Right. Well, because that's where the conflict is happening. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. So, uh, I know Elon got involved as well, but, but he... Uh, it's kind of taking a side for sure. On yeah. This one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't know about you guys, but I really don't like Elon Musk. He's <laughs> such a Every D-bang. time he opens his mouth, I kind of loathe <laughs> he, him a little bit more. I so used to be weird. like, oh, he's so cool. Yeah. Th- there, there are things like he does like cool things, and then he opens his mouth and says yeah. dumb stuff, yeah. and you're like, stop making me love hate you, yeah. you moron. Just, and God, just you were a bad actor up. on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> was he? I was <laughs> so bad. It was so awkward. But I feel like this time, just gotten shit anyway. yeah. But you, you got to watch the Elon episode. It was <laughs> it was like cringe. Yeah, 
the epitome of just uh, garbage yeah. TV. Yeah. Nice. It, anyway, so you know, it sorry, has, like SNL always, it, it has its moments, right? It does. It has a couple, that, yeah. like, you know, a one year. sketch. <laughs> yeah, one sketch every couple weeks. Yeah. They've been in like a rebuilding year for <laughs> four or nine five or ten years. years. Now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Elon. Elon. But Elon. Uh, so Starlink, right? I, I think we might have talked about this a few weeks ago. Uh, I have a friend, a couple of friends now who have gotten Starlink and have been yeah. really impressed with the, the low latency and yeah. the high speeds. Yeah, we they talked get about on the it. business plan that they just rolled out of That's the, right. the higher speed stuff. So it's been working really well for people. And I didn't even think about uh, until the eruption in Tonga about how Starlink can actually be rolled out to areas that have lost internet connectivity mm. to quickly get them back online and not back online with like crappy dial up. No, with like some yeah, serious internet. Yeah, because yeah, they lost an underground cable. Um, the one that cable volcano. that runs to Tonga. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, so what Elon was able to do or more specifically his people. I, I don't think he actually did it. Uh, but <laughs> no, he drove, he just said, he drove a truck. Do that. <laughs> but yeah. they were able to position some of their Starlink clusters, right? Because they, they, have, they have over a thousand satellites in space right now. So they were able to position several over the Ukraine. And I don't know why I say the Ukraine... They were able to position the satellite yeah. over Ukraine. Yeah. There we go. And, <laughs> over Ukraine. And, uh, and they drop shipped or FedExed or whatever the, the Starlink. I don't know if FedEx is still running <laughs> yeah, right I now. did think that. I was like, how are they delivering this? Well, like, I saw a military truck. I mean, again, you got to take every image you see now with a grain of salt. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's this misinformation. But it was a truck with, you know, hundreds of, of the, the boxes of the dishes. And it you know, looked like a military truck. So they probably got it to where they could then. Transit, transferred it to I, I just but, thought the UPS driver had a flag jacket on I was like what can Brown it was, do it was a cyber truck but, <laughs> yeah. but how do those work on is that like an individual thing where like if I want access in my home I need one dish or can I put a, one dish on the roof and give it to you know 500 residents you, in sure. this you could do that the, the dish itself, it does only provide one connection, but you just stick a router on it. And, okay. and ideally, what they'll do is they'll take their, their shelters, right? So yeah. you've got bomb shelters or municipal yeah. centers or whatever. Uh, stick the antenna up and then run it down to a Wi-Fi router or whatever inside the complex so that multiple people can use it. It's designed to make sure that they stay connected to the Internet so they can keep reporting on what's going on on the ground. And that's probably the biggest difference about this conflict from anything we've seen in the past is we're getting real-time data from people on the ground as it's happening. And Peter, right, right before the show, I, I showed you a website, which is liveuamap.com, yeah. which is super awesome because what they do is they watch all the social media platforms, Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and whatever. Yeah. And whenever somebody posts a video that says something like, whoa, I just saw a, uh, a building explode, yeah. right? They catch that, they validate it to make sure that it's at least plausible, uh, and then they throw it on a map. And so in real time, you can pull this up and see like what activity is going on. It's really amazing. Uh, today is actually a fairly quiet day over in Ukraine, but when this whole thing first started, you could see like where there was gunfire, where bombs were being dropped, where military planes were, uh, all in real time, all thanks to crummy social media. Man, gener generals in years past probably like, man, if we only had that. Yeah. Back in our day. Yeah, well, we were joking. They had yeah. the, you know, the the big sticks yeah. and they're moving, <laughs> you know, big chess pieces we across. We just received confirmed yeah. reports from I mean, you, three days ago. You watch those air battles and they're yeah. like people up there moving magnets and stuff. And this yeah. is. Well, you know, that was one of the big issues in uh, Madal the Battle of Mogadishu was they were having to, the, the helicopters in the skies, the Blackhawks that were up there watching. Oh, the surveillance those. ones. Yeah, yeah, in Somalia. Right. They were watching the battle and then relaying that back to the general and his staff. Then they would make decisions, relay that back to the Blackhawks, and the Blackhawks would have to relay that back down. So it was like, even with that short period of time, it was moving things so slowly they could not adapt fast enough. 
and eventually had to say, okay, just, just come back. Yeah. Just come yeah. back. We'll have to go, we'll have to regroup and go back and get the people that are stuck. Yeah, this, uh, uh, as you said, Don, it's liveuamap.com, and it shows things like uh, bombs. It shows things like internet outages, which is interesting, because uh, obviously they're able to track that. Um, shows bullets, shows um, helicopters being uh, deployed, people being arrested, uh, uh, what is this, deaths uh, even in, in some areas. So it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, and it's got even kind of some highlights that we were talking about um, before the show of looks to be, you know, areas that have uh, come under Russian control within Ukraine. So you can kind of see the front lines, yeah. uh, which is something, yeah, you wouldn't see normally. So if you're like me and you think social media is dumb and a cancer on society, well, it actually does have some uses. So, uh, it it just goes to show you, it's not the tool, it's the intent behind it, right? The intent usually behind social media is usually pretty stupid. Um but as a tool, it could be used for yeah. other purposes to great, great ends. Yeah. Used by many tools. That's right. <laughs> used by many tools. Throughout the United States. Well said, sir. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, but it is, you know, it is true, though, that this becomes, uh, this, those social media that we joke about become the ways that people communicate when right. the phone lines go down, when, when, you know, the mail service isn't running now. You know, Facebook, WeChat, things like that is how, yeah. mm-hmm. how these people are getting these stories out, so... Definitely uh, good to see. So check that out. And I'm sure we'll have more next week uh, as far as news goes as we see other companies do things and and changes in technology because this is a very fluid situation. But like I said, we didn't want to end on a a downer um, today, which this is, right? Um, So I thought we could have a little fun. Shall we play a game? Though I just realized war games, war games. as an intro, <laughs> not the way to, to be choice. fun. But uh, I didn't have a, an intro <laughs> for this game, so here we go. Uh, what we want to do is we realized that Don and Daniel have known each other for quite some time. How long have you guys known each other now? Before before you worked here. It's about 20 years. Has it been oh, that long? Almost, right? Almost, yeah. yeah. Almost 20 years. So, in theory, That's you crazy. should know a lot about each other. <laughs> so we're going to play our version of the newlywed game, which, uh, you know, was, was where they would get couples and see how, how much they, they knew each they other. They would get couples, and they would wait for them to be married 20 years, yeah. and then they, and would, they would ask them questions. <laughs> well, you have some that were older and some that were new, and you'd kind of see how that He leaves us socks show. on the couch one more time. <laughs> weird, weird game, too. Is that, that, it wasn't like Family Feud, but I think the guy did go around and kiss all the girls. Oh, Do you remember yeah, who was the Family that? Feud was it, host? Um, what's the his one name? that the guy from Running Man? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I can't remember his name, but yeah, Killian. Richard. And he, he was uh, Richard Dawson, right? Dawson. He was yeah. in. Uh, speaking of Hogan's Heroes, right? Yeah. He was yeah. in that. He's like, oh, why, why right. are you making out with my wife? So here's what why we're gonna do. I'm gonna ask. <laughs> I'm gonna ask uh, Don questions about Daniel. Okay. And I'm gonna ask you both to write them down on the boards in front of you. And I know this is a visual medium for some, but we will relay obviously what we're putting. So uh, the first one is we want to know what Daniel's favorite food is. <laughs> His favorite food. So if you can both write an answer, and then uh, Don, let me know when you've got that uh, written down, and we'll go ahead and. I hope alternate spellings count. I think they do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, we got it. That was quick. All right, so uh, Daniel, have you written it down I, too? I've written it down. All right, Don, what you got? What do you think? My guess is ketchup. Ketchup, a condiment as the favorite <laughs> a food. condiment. Does he know Daniel? Daniel, are, are you, you ready? ready? Yeah. Ketchup. Ketchup. <laughs> wow. I did not expect that. Now, Daniel, is that your actual favorite food, no, or did you just know I would say that? I just knew you would say that. <laughs> oh, well, what is your favorite food, Daniel? What is my favorite food? It's probably spaghetti. 
yeah. with ketchup. No, not with ketchup. <laughs> a true Italian. Like <laughs> I can literally eat buckets of spaghetti. I really? still love that right. stuff. Yeah. All right. What was Daniel's best subject in school? His best subject in school. Yeah. If you know uh, the guy by now, you got to know. Is he, is he a uh, mathlete? Is he a, uh, a big old history buff there? What are you thinking? All right. I'm going to... Have we both answered? On this one. All right. We both answered? Yep. All right. Don, what do you got? So, I think that uh, Daniel's a fairly knowledgeable person. I'm going to go with English. 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 Hey. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. God, these two are like He's, an old married couple. Because reading is dumb. This is reading, sad. Reading dumb as hell. I got it under good authority. All right, this one might be a tricky one, but I feel like Daniel talks about this enough in the office where maybe we might get this. Uh, so who is Daniel's favorite guitarist? Oh. Favorite guitarist. Daniel, uh, big guitar guy. He's, he's, he uh, went right to the pen. He knows who it is, obviously. Uh, but, you know, a collector of guitars, a player of guitars, uh, and something that, that he's passionate about. Anytime we have a guest on with guitars in the background, that's what we're talking about. Uh, all right, you know, Don, what'd you go with? I, I don't know the guy's name. I, I, I think if you're so, close enough on this. So I'm going to put uh, the guy from Creed. <laughs> so that is not a bad guess. Is it? And okay. I almost went with that. Uh, uh, his name is Mark Tremonti. That'd be great if you had written the guy from Creed. <laughs> <laughs> With arms wide so, open. I'm not a Creed fan. <laughs> no one he is. He's in another band, actually, in two other bands okay. that I do like him in. But I went with uh, Eddie Van Halen. Oh, Van man. Halen. Yeah, solid. That was. Uh, that was not a bad answer. Yeah, I, and I didn't it. know how to spell Ingve Malmstrem. <laughs> Eddie Van Halen, so the, the guitarist from uh, Beat It, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, which was right. Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, that's Actually, the thing. Steve Luthaker played the uh, rhythm sections, and, and most the only ah. thing Eddie did was play the solo. The solo on, yeah. on Beat It. Yeah, but that was Steve Luthaker one. from Toto that did the rest really? of it. Really? Yeah. I didn't know he only did the know. solo. Yep. Yeah, he knocks before he comes in. Yep. All right. Let's. Oh, I think he also did in Back to the Future. He does uh, the noise that Marty yes. plays to his father when he's, like, when he's dressed as a spaceman. Yes, it's that Eddie is Van Eddie Halen, Halen just riffing. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, all right. When, uh, he, when he goes in his father, he's got the uh, radiation suit on. And he says, my name is Darth Vader. I'm yeah, I'm from the planet Vulcan. Vulcan. And because he's trying to convince his dad, he has to ask out his right, mom. His mom. Hmm. And the you next day, yeah, I guess I'll have to rewatch it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, this is a yes. This is a yes. No, because the last oh, one was okay. pretty hard. So he's got okay. a 50 50 chance. Does Daniel have the default phone wallpaper on his phone or a custom one? Huh. So we're writing yes, I do or no, I don't. Uh, sure. Yeah. We'll say, does he have the default phone? Yeah. Yes or no. Okay. Don, what do you got? I, I'm going to say yes. I think he does. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who would change it. No. no oh, we got the family. Is it My Little Pony? I do not have the phone. I I, I got on my brony phase long ago. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it? What do you, uh, what do you, what do you so got there? So I, I think I have a wallpaper that I just downloaded off some site because I don't know for whatever. I like dark wallpapers. Mm. Uh, and not, just, not dark thematically, but right, dark but as in, physically. Like when you look at it, it's yes. not very it's bright. Corpses. <laughs> corpses. Yeah. Stacks of it's bodies. It's nothing but cannibal corpse covers. Yeah. <laughs> Novel covers. For, yeah, well, that no, makes sense. Uh, yeah, just that it's dark, so when I'm looking at it in the dark. Now, you've got the lock screen, and then you've got the wallpaper. Are they both custom? They're both custom? the same, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. All right, and last one for Daniel here. Uh, if you know anything about Daniel, you know that he has had some jobs. 
Daniel has done everything. Like you ask, you're like, like he's a, he's a, a boy. <laughs> he been to work. There was that old Living Color sketch where he's like, got to get a job. Remember, like the Jamaicans where they had like ten jobs each. Vaguely. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's Daniel. Um, so, what was Daniel's most difficult job? His hardest job. If he had to say, this was the hardest I've worked, and I don't think it's now. Oh man, I. Well, they, nobody would know that. Not even I mean, you talk about all your jobs. I do, but I've had so many. I know, but... How but, many? Like, I, which one would you choose? I mean, I got my guess. Obviously, I didn't like many of them. <laughs> I know the job I want to answer just because it sounds funny. Well, go for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that one. I don't okay. think it's right, but... All right, so far... Uh, I will say, all right, just because... It's so far, Don has gotten two out of four correct here, so we'll see if he's over 500 or below uh, for his round. <laughs> With this You're one, writing Daniel a lot over there. <laughs> I was assistant to the regional manager. Oh, okay, uh, Don, right, what do you I'm got? Ready to go. All right, now I know Daniel at some point or another worked in construction and helped build a bridge, and that sounds like yeah. really hard work to me. But that's not what I put because I also know that Daniel was an escort. <laughs> Which is true. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> true. An escort for big semis, right? Like for the wide loads, right? Yeah. yeah that's well, it. yeah, if you want to get specific, <laughs> but. <laughs> Let's just say things like missiles, yeah. right? Uh, I, it was rockets, not missiles. Rockets. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's whatever yeah. euphemism you want to use. I put the Starlink system into the sky. There you go. Or not. I was, was what what do you got, away. Daniel? Uh, I went Farm Bureau Help Desk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah so when I, when I started working at Farm Bureau with Don, my first job there was on the Help Desk. And. I believe that I got so angry one time <laughs> that I threw my headset and it exploded. Wow. I think being the escort's not bad because you're sitting, you're sitting, you're driving. <laughs> you're that I, was not a hard job. Yeah, no, that yeah. was a good job. I mean, yeah, there's times where it's complicated. You're having to figure out a bridge or something, but uh, most of the time, yeah, you're just, they, it rarely was it was it was it difficult. Yeah, but long it, hours. Usually, it was fun and stuff. We got to sort of see the whole country yeah. and. Uh, you know, I'm going to Boeing and watching them test fire rockets and That's shit like cool. that. Yeah. Man, that junk was fun. But uh, talking to insurance salespeople about why their computer isn't working. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather shove bamboo shoots underneath my fingernails, <laughs> put bags of rats on my head. Yeah. <laughs> Do whatever, whatever keeps you more going. More than one All bag. Right. Yeah, more than one bag. Well, let's flip this up now. So so right. Don got two out of five correct about no, Daniel. No, he got nah. he got the first two. He got the favorite food and the best subject in school. Didn't get the guitarist, uh, the wallpaper, or the hardest job. I don't know what's going on over there. I dropped my marker. Almost oh, okay. Myself. All right. So let's uh, now we're He's asking his pants. we're asking Don the questions and seeing if Daniel can match them. So uh, we'll it's try to go try to go quick here. What we talk about a lot here are movies, a lot of '80s movies, things like that. What is Don's favorite movie franchise? Oh, oh, favorite movie franchise. Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. That for me. is a tough one. So. Ooh. I mean, I, I know what okay. I would go okay. with, I but know. I don't know. But you said franchise. I did say franchise, yeah. so we're not picking an individual movie necessarily. This. Exactly. That's what I was trying to trying it's, to make it easier. Well, I, I'm trying to think now because like, doesn't even know I'm going to go with what I think. Well, don't, don't probably, you tell him yeah. what you're trying to influence him because hmm. Don yeah. hasn't written down his yet. Yeah, I, I got to try and think. What's my favorite franchise? Like, all right, a, um, I locked it in. McDonald's series of movies that I would d- just jump right in to see the next. Yeah, one. if you had a yeah, if, if Desert Island, you only get to bring one movie franchise with you, huh? On DVD uh, or Blu-ray? Yeah, this is like I guess. All right, he's writing now. I hedged right. my bets. I uh, <laughs> you, what, can you do that? Oh, uh, all right, uh, Daniel, first, what do you got? I got Predator or Alien. 
I totally didn't think about that. That would have been a much better answer. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Ghostbusters. What'd you go with, Don? I, Ghostbusters would have been good too. Damn it. Yeah, I mean, you've I got in your in your office, you've got Vigo the Carpathian. You've got so, the Lego firehouse. I guess it, I just, I don't, I don't think of it as a franchise. Right. Uh, it's, it's a okay. franchise is like no, at least you, three or more. Got a, which Ghostbusters we would be well, my. Well, now it does. Yes. Now is when I asked him. So, all right, Ghostbusters would have definitely that, that that would absolutely be my favorite franchise. Okay, but what did okay. you put? I, I, I put Star Wars. Like, oh, I, mean, nice. I, I like Star Wars, but Nerd. the movies. Right. So, a lot of the movies suck. Nerd. <laughs> all right. Well, this one should be easier for you. All right. I, I I think. Uh, what is Don's favorite Linux distro of all time or right now? Well, I'm asking right now. I, I guess we'll go with right now. Right now, what's his favorite uh, of all time? Yeah, that, that's, that's what's his favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but, but right Hold now, on, what? <laughs> if you asked him right now, his all favorite right, of all, all time. Right. All right, all right, uh, right Danny, what do right. you got? I've got Ubuntu. Ubuntu. I got Ubuntu. Yeah. Ubuntu. All right, yep. but it was Rel for a long, long time. If yeah. you said of all time, I would have went Rel. Yep. Interesting. All right. Uh, next up, what is Don's favorite band? Don's a big music buff. Oh, uh, uh, okay. You should get that, that yeah. one. You should. Yeah, I got that. You really should. All right. Uh, we've already written our answers here. Danny, what do you got? I got Megadeth. Megadeth. <laughs> See, I figured we'd go with the tattoo. Don, what do you got? Megadeth. Megadeth. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And I, I was going to say yeah. Megadeth because uh, <laughs> they, they used to like, they would get on public transit with older people and they would say, oh, what, what's your band? And they were like, oh, we're a Celtic band. Yeah. Megadeth. Megadeth. That's <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, you're tied with Daniel now with two, uh, or you got, yeah, you guys are tied at two. two, two, two so if you get, uh, there's two more questions. We'll do them quick here and uh, right. we'll see if you can pull ahead, right. Daniel. So. All right, if Don, this is another 50-50 because I wanted to make that fair for both of you. Uh, if, if Don had to choose between only having a cell phone or a car for the rest of his life, which would he choose? A cell phone or a car? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, with the cell phone, you can call an Uber. With the car, you can go to who you want to talk to. So that's a, that's a tricky one. All right. Tricky All right. one. What do you got, Daniel? I went with car. Car. I would have gone to cell phone. I car. Chose car. Yep. Wow, congratulations. Because yep. you can drive to a computer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't tablets these what days. What you do is run somebody over that had a phone in their hand. <laughs> there you go. Well, tablets these days have, you know, built in LTE That's and true. stuff like that. That's so true. you're you're pretty close. And who uses the phone I, to call? But then I'd have to like ride the bus and stuff. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, well we'll still we'll bus. we'll see if you can pull way far ahead, Daniel, okay. even though you've already won with the last one. Uh, when Don is alone in the car. Oh man. No. What Whoa. if I what if I just have a cell phone? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what volume is the music at? So we want a number one through ten. This is not Spinal Tap. All this right. does not go to eleven. Huh. If he's listening to Megadeth, <laughs> did I say it wrong? Yeah. Uh, no, that's. Fine. If he's listening to Megadeth, what is that volume at? Is it is it ear piercing? I feel Boy. like. If Wes were, if this were Wes, yeah. it would be ten. It would be ten. Yeah, yeah. Wes, it would be ten. Be, I broke the knob your off. ten, my ten, all the tens put together. All right, what do you, what do you got, got, Daniel? I'm going with five. A five. Four. Uh, a four. Uh, yeah. Well, well, I mean, you still win, right? He still, still does win. win. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Daniel had uh, three, and Don had two. So congratulations. And but I think what we learned is you guys do know each other very well because those yeah. questions were difficult. <laughs> and, and the ones we missed, we were still pretty close on. Yeah, you were. Yeah. 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 
ketchup. Favorite food, ketchup. So that is a funny story <laughs> because the, the first time I, I set one of Don's boot camps back in the day, and we all went to lunch at, for the boot camp. And it was we were, Sunny's, right? No, it Barbecue? was at Gators. Oh, it was at Gators. It was okay. at Gators. Gators and we all ordered, and I see Don going, he's like, I smell ketchup. Oh, <laughs> because I, I cover my fries in ketchup. They are swimming in it. So much ketchup, you could smell it. Yeah. Four several feet, feet away, away. <laughs> we used to have a guy named donald and the sales team and i went with him to a, a business trip and he uh we, were, we went to, we, he said hey this is a really great conference let's go to a nice steakhouse for the last dinner uh and so we we go to the steakhouse and uh and he uh he asks for ketchup with his steak <laughs> and nice steakhouse yeah the the waiter laughs, laughs yes sir okay and walks away He's like, well, and i'm like you're ketchup. not getting your ketchup because yeah, that guy thought you were kidding and he, so he, he asked the waiter and he comes back again he's like we have a tomato aioli. I can, <laughs> I can give you like I guess whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, I uh, want to let you know about a webinar coming up. Avoid Cisco exam traps. The three most difficult CCNA objectives. Ronnie Wong is going to be doing that Thursday, March the tenth, uh, and it is Cisco month, so we're going to be looking at another one a little bit later on in the month as well. I'll tell you about later. Uh, but head over to itpro.tv/webinars where you can register for that one and uh, find out if you're, you know, getting ready for that C- CCNA exam. What you really need to focus on while you are preparing. Uh, also, head over to technado.com, and there you can uh, see all the latest episodes. You can subscribe, uh, get some swag, tell us uh, some feedback, what you want to hear us talk about. And you can also hit the big orange button that says subscribe to IT Pro TV. Not subscribe, it's a sponsor by IT Pro TV. That's what, but when you're there, you can subscribe. <laughs> you can subscribe. And yeah. you can get 30% off the lifetime of your personal membership with a coupon code available on that site. Uh, so definitely check that out, and you can also request a team trial if you are part of a business and uh, want to find out about special pricing and uh, special features available to teams. That's all over at technando.com. All right, guys, this was fun. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, we got to, got to dig a little bit more into the news and... Uh, and have a little fun and, and talk about world politics. And yes, be damned. Yeah. It's a <laughs> crazy world out there. It, it is, is a crazy indeed. world out there, and uh, hopefully it doesn't get too much crazier the next week. But uh, be safe, everybody, and we will see you next week right here on Technado with Don Pizzette.